0: up everybody welcome back we're doing another episode of the exchange a podcast where i talk to people i find interesting or want to get to know a little better and uh this week i've got somebody that i've wanted to talk to and get to know for actually quite a while um so it works great uh please welcome the one and only katie runyon
1: hello hello thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it
0: anytime i've been We've been trying to get this together for a while, and you know, life is life, so it just gets hectic and it's hard to put things together. They don't tell you when you're young that it's so difficult to get together with people.
1: Oh, it's actually the most ridiculous thing. I was just talking to someone about it the other day about how you turn into adulthood, and it's like, Oh crap, I have so many responsibilities that I have to I have to go to the grocery store now. Yeah. I have to wash my clothes. Oh wait, I have a boyfriend, so I gotta hang out with him too. Yep. Like there's so many things that you don't even realize until you're an adult.
0: It's it's crazy. We were sitting here the other night, we had just finished dinner and we were just kinda watching TV and I paused the show and I looked over and I was like we are the adults that when we were kids, we would look at people in their twenties and thirties and say, like, those are grown-ups. Oh. They have responsibilities. That'll be us one day. And and now it's here. We're yeah. We're doing the adult thing. We work all day. We live for the weekend. Yep. It's we're there. And it's so weird.
1: I know it. It really is. And I'm only 27. I think you're the yeah, same age. 27. Yeah. yeah, 27. It's like Okay, hold on. I thought I was supposed to be, like, a little further down the road before all this came about, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy just how much time flies. And, yeah. like, when they tell you in high school to, like, soak it up, it, that life is going to go by like that, they're, they're not, not kidding. kidding. Not <laughs> kidding at all. Um not at all. So, uh, what we were saying before we hit record, this is great because we, I feel like have been, like, dancing around each other's lives for the past few years just because we have a ton of mutual friends mm-hmm. and we've just never crossed paths. Yep. So first of all, how would you describe yourself? How would you give yourself an intro if you were told to do so?
1: Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't know. I'm just probably the most Easygoing, relaxed person you could ever meet. I love to have fun. All of my friends could tell you that from the very start. Love to have fun, but you know, I always have a serious side of me where when it comes to business, that's my serious side. But other than that, you know, I just I love life and I love to enjoy life and get to know people and you know just enjoy each other and see the world around me. And like, that's something that I didn't do growing up. It's going outside and enjoying nature and getting out and meeting new people. It's like, we're always stuck inside this closed space where we're on our phones and we're doing, you know, watching TV or watching videos. It's like, no, you got to get out and go and do things and meet new people. So that's just, Me is like, I I love going out, meeting new people. I'm relaxed. I love to hang out, but I can tell you right now, I don't do well with sitting uh, for a movie. No, (laughs) I do not. I do not. I actually um, have a very hard time watching movies. I do not go to movie theaters because of that. So it is definitely a flaw of mine. Cause it's that antsiness. It's like I always have to be doing something. Yeah. It's so uh, frustrating sometimes cuz it's like, "Oh my gosh, Katie, just chill." Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what can you do?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You know, you're you're so right. I've been trying to make a conscious effort lately to to do something that doesn't involve using a screen of some kind. Do you ever feel like we just transitioned Throughout the day, from screen to screen to screen, you wake up, you might play on your phone a little bit to get your day started, to like wake up your brain, and then you might get ready for work, and then you sit down in front of a computer Mm -hmm. for, you know, a lot of people, eight hours or so, and then you get up and you go home, you might eat dinner, spend time with your family, and then you might watch TV, and you play video, or you play video games, or you, you know, do something that involves a screen, and it feels like we're just going from screen to screen to screen. Oh, yeah. And it never ends.
1: It never ends. And honestly, it's really sad to see too, because I think when we see kids nowadays, you go to restaurants and stuff and all they're doing is sitting on an iPad.
0: That depresses me when you, when you see a family dinner and mom and dad, and even the kids are just.
1: Yeah. And no conversation, None. But that's. That's where the sad part about life comes in right now is that we're so focused on what's going on in other people's lives, but we're not focused on what's going on in our life, in our family lives. Like, it just, it blows my mind how it changed. Like, social media has just changed everything. It's, it's
0: crazy. It's, it's social media, and it's also just that instant, like, gratification that Mm -hmm. social media and just not even social media just being able to look up the answer to any question at any time yep is just it's made people less patient with each other I think yeah and so when when someone's not given that instant like yes or just the answer to their question it almost like rattles you or makes you upset like sometimes when I'm driving and you know you're driving in an area like Kennesaw big Mm -hmm. example Kennesaw is like a Dead zone for cell phone service. I don't know why. But Barrett Parkway, if you're trying to map to get GPS to anywhere on Barrett Parkway, give up. It's not going to happen because the service (laughs) is so bad over there. But I'll find myself like saying to myself like, God, what is taking so long? And it's like, think about what you're complaining about right now. Yep. Have you ever heard the comedian Louis C.K.? He has this skit where he talks about people who complain about the Wi-Fi speed on airplanes. Oh my and he's like, people, take a second and think about what you're complaining about right now. Right. You're pissed that you can't check your email 40,000 feet in the air.
1: Yep. Because we always have to have it. You do. And It's
0: crazy. I, I know we're sitting here talking about it, but I complain about it.
1: Oh I'm part of the problem. Yeah, I do it all the time. And that's the thing is like I try to be more aware, especially at this age. It's like you start realizing there's a lot more to life than just being on the phone and playing games and doing whatever. It's like, no, you have to get out and do other things. But I still find myself in a rut too. It's constantly just, oh, I know this person was – Supposed to have this happen today. Like, let me check to see how it went. Or whatever it may be. It's, you know, or a football game's on. Like, I got to play I got to watch my football. Got to watch the football. So, that will never go away. Yeah? But. Who's your team? Florida Gators. Gators? I know.
0: Really? I know. I'm glad Catherine's upstairs now because she'd, she'd shine you. She's oh a my Bulldogs God. girl. Oh, So, by default, yeah. I am too.
1: I mean, fair enough. But. I love the Falcons. I would say I love the Falcons more than. You're
0: a loyal fan.
1: I am a loyal fan to the Falcons.
0: You have hope every single Sunday morning thinking today's the day.
1: You know, this year I'm really going into the season and I just have no, this is something I've learned about life recently is go into things without expectations.
0: 100%.
1: (laughs) Go in with no expectations. And then it's not looking at it from like a negative standpoint or anything like that. It's just, you know, if it goes great, it goes great. If it goes bad, shit happens.
0: I've been doing <laughs> that so much lately and it's, it's made every experience, every hanging out with friends, any movie I might watch, I might just, I, I just have a better experience because I'm like, ah, this is probably or m- like most of the time when I see a movie, I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be shit. Right. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. And then I walk out and I'm like, this is great. And then I look at reviews online and people are like, that movie was horrible. And I'm like, right. I didn't expect anything. Yeah. And I had a good time. So. Absolutely. And it's like that with a lot of things.
1: It is. And I think we focus so much on what other people do to, Like even, I was thinking about this the other day with my business, marketing things the first thing I do when I think about something, I'm like, okay, let me go to Pinterest and come up with ideas. Nope, I started this new thing where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna take a step step back. I'm gonna think about what I want to do and then if I need to, I can go on Pinterest to look for ideas. But it's like constantly looking at what other people are doing and so it's like they're ruling our brain our brains, like oh, we're not being creative anymore. We're looking at everybody else's work.
0: That's the horrible thing about social media is that you ever like follow people, whether it's friends or creators or other business owners or whoever the case may be, and you can't help but just compare yourself to them. Oh, it's, and they're in yeah. different seasons of life, or yep. they or they might have you know years more experience than you, but you can't help but think like, God, why why am I not that person?
1: Right, all the time. I mean it. it Comes from a place of, you know, wanting to strive to be something great, which everybody loves to have that. And that's you should have that. But you should strive for something within yourself and not within somebody else. Because I think that's what a lot of people do is like you look up to someone, which is totally okay. I look up to so many people, but you can't stress your whole life around what they're doing because that's when everything gets blurry and it's just crazy. It is. It's it's
0: it's it's really tragic. It, it it's unfortunate, but it's the world we live in, I guess, because yep. as much as I'm saying how much I hate that we do that as a society, I do it all the time. And all the time. You know, I don't wish I was anybody else. I'm pretty happy with who I am to my right? core, but it's the success.
1: Absolutely. Have you
0: ever met somebody who is perfectly content with not being successful. Have you ever met someone like that? I met someone like that recently and I thought to myself, not that I'm better than them or any way, but I thought like, man, like this person is content with being at the entry level, you know, position in their career and they're content with being that until the day they retire. Right. And I was like, I disagree so much fundamentally with that. Yeah. But at the same time, if that's what makes you happy,
1: that's, what makes, that's what makes you.
0: happy. That's so what makes you happy. Absolutely. It was. It was almost like a. So it was a weird experience talking to them. I was like, I, I just want to know where this comes from, right? But because that's that's just who I am. Whenever people tell me things, I often will just, just di- try to digest what they're saying and think like, huh, okay. Yeah. I just I just want to get to know everybody.
1: Oh, absolutely, and it, you have to stop sometimes and think, okay. Yeah, I guess everybody does not think like I do, which is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wait, why aren't you thinking what I'm thinking? Yep. So that's definitely tough. But I think, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. And if you're happy within yourself, then that shows throughout your entire life. Yeah. And I think that's what's the most important thing within a career within your family life within yourself. It's just loving yourself and finding happiness within yourself.
0: Absolutely. So did you, so let's, let's talk about you then. So, so where'd you grow up?
1: I actually grew up in Ackworth. Okay. So I went to Harrison high school. I, uh, lived in Ackworth for, I think it was like 21, 22 years. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great experience living in Ackworth and I, Absolutely hated Ackworth after I lived there for so long that I was like, you know what? I need a change. So I, was, I moved to Marietta, um, which is not far at all. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Hey, it's a different scenery, closer to the city. Let me tell you, it is completely different than living in Ackworth.
0: It is. The 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 people are different. So different. The, just the layout of, like Marietta is, I feel like, so tight and Ackworth is just more it's Ackworth is huge it spans like four different zip codes four different counties yep it's
1: huge it really is and I love Marietta and I lived over by the battery for uh three years and I loved it but it got to a point where it's like okay this is just Every day, I'm just screaming in the car because there's so much traffic. You can't get anywhere. I'm unhappy. Like, what's going on? So, what do you know? I'm back in
0: Ackworth. (laughs) (laughs) We're near the battery. I feel like we probably lived, like, down the street from each other for several years.
1: Yes. So, at Rockledge. You Um, lived
0: in Rockledge? I did. I lived in Rockledge also.
1: (sighs) When did you live there? What year was <laughs> that it? That is so funny. Oh, cuz you lived with Did you I live did with live Jordan? I did with Jordan. Yes. Yes. Oh okay. my god. What that year was that? Funny. That was
0: like 20 Oh god, I don't even I'm horrible with years. What is it? 2023 now? 2020 It was probably like 2018-ish.
1: Yeah, we probably lived there the same time. Oh my god. That is god. hilarious.
0: That's funny. I wonder if Jordan knew that.
1: He probably didn't.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny.
1: That is really funny. Did you
0: ever go to that pizza place right across the street from the Harry's? Harry's? Yes. Oh, my God. I so love good. them. Their I did their subs. website. Fun fact. Did them. you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Harry's. I love that them.
1: That is awesome. Yep. I love it. No, they have... If you go by there today, they have so many new... Um, like, they're building a brand new Kroger, a... Uh, really? Mexican restaurant. They have Rose and Crown. Have you ever been there? No. Oh. <gasps> So, rooftop bar, and it is super nice, Wait, brand where, where new. Where is it? Um, it's in between the new, uh, I think they're senior communities, they're, but they're apartments okay. on Powers Ferry. Okay. Um, Orient Express. Yeah. So, it's like a few doors down from them.
0: Okay. On the same
1: side of the road. It's like stuck in between two apartment buildings.
0: Okay. When we were leaving the area- there was a ton of construction, yes. so that must have been what all of that is now.
1: Yep, and it wow. is awesome. So really? it used to be, Rosencrown used to be this cute little pub, Um, like, looked like a little dome shape, and before COVID, we went all the time, and then COVID happened, I think it really wiped them out, I mean, I don't want to say that because I don't know what happened, yeah. um, but something happened, they closed down, but now... They came back and they're bigger than ever. That's so, awesome. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's crazy that you lived over there. That's that's hilarious. Yes. Um, I loved living over there. But yeah. I did feel the same as you. Like right. traffic is horrible at all times. If there was a Braves game in town, oh. forget it. Just plan on not going anywhere <laughs> <Or> because <walk. laughs> traffic around that stadium with like a 10-mile radius, it seemed like traffic was just horrible at all times. Yep.
1: At all times, you couldn't get anywhere. And it's like, I don't want to live my life.
0: You know what sucked too is stress? that me and Jordan moved there. And then like, I think it was six, six to nine months later, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So we never went, I think maybe once or twice, we never went to the battery.
1: Oh, dang! Cause we were like, yeah, we're
0: going to yeah. be so close. We're going to, we're going to walk <laughs> right. to all these Braves games. <laughs> like it's going to be awesome. Uh huh. No, yeah, didn't happen.
1: Nope. You know, it, I did. So I walked to one Braves game. I walked home from many Braves games Yeah, um, because trying to get an Uber. So $5 there.
0: Impossible.
1: $5 there. I was like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. Trying to get home, uh, $65. Yep. And you can never find one. Nope. Because somebody else would jump in yours and then you would get charged. It was a whole thing. So I was like, you know what? Can't feel my legs anyways. Let's walk home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I nightmares trying to get out of the battery in an Uber. Oh, yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. I always felt like, okay, if we're going to get an Uber, we need to get out of the whole battery complex and walk like a half a mile down the street and say, hey, pick me up at the whatever those... Like, there's a KFC that's on like one side of Cobb Parkway. There's like yes. a Starbucks. It's like, just pick me up at the KFC. Yep.
1: Which And sucks, that's what you but. have to do anywhere now. Like, I went to the Georgia Country Music Festival last weekend. Jealous. I know. It was... It was awesome. They, for a first year festival, they did a really, really good job. So I will say kudos to them because it was a great, like, organization was phenomenal. And just the way that they ran it was really, really good. Um, Do I think they should have some bigger artists next year? 100%.
0: Who was their biggest artist?
1: Um... Probably, I mean, everybody was there for Turnpike Tribadors, if you've ever heard of them.
0: I don't even know who that is. I
1: didn't know who it was either, um, but after listening to them, they are so fun. Really? Oh, it was so fun. I am not like the banjo type at all. Oh, okay,
0: so it's that kind like of country. Like violin, like okay. banjo,
1: getting down, but it was fun. Okay. <laughs> it was a fun crowd. Okay. Um. So that was a big one, Jamie Johnson. Okay. He was there um, listening to In Color, like, made my whole life, so it was great. Um, Coetzel was so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's
0: who's your top three right now in country?
1: (sighs) Coetzel, Hardy is my number one. I love Hardy.
0: I'm so glad to hear you say (laughs) that. That man is criminally underrated. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: Criminally underrated.
1: He really is. He's such a good, obviously, I've never met him. I would love to meet him one day. Oh my gosh, my life would be made. But he's just a genuinely good guy, and his music is amazing. It
0: is, and people don't realize that before he was a singer, he's written dozens and dozens and dozens of number one hits performed by other artists. Right. So I I love Hardy. He doesn't
1: get the credit for it Mm -mm. at all. Mm -mm. He is phenomenal. So he's probably my number one number 2 uh, Coetzel, which is still in the realm of like that rock country and then number 3 I don't know. I do love me some Eric Church.
0: Eric Church is fantastic.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: We saw um Hardy he opened up for Jason Aldean last year. Ooh. Last year I think. Yeah, Jason Aldean came to town last year and me and Catherine and my dad went and saw him and Hardy I opened love and it was it. Fantastic. I love Hardy. Yes. He's, he's just, he's just that guy. And he's, like you said, he seems so down to earth, so humble. Yeah. Just, just happy to be there.
1: For sure. And he care like the way that he engages with the crowd too, I feel like he does such a good job with that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm a huge rock person.
0: I was going to say, he's, he's like half country, half rocker. Yes. Like his new album, The Mockingbird oh, and the Crow, gosh. right? It's like. Half country songs, half just metal almost. Yep. It's heavy rock.
1: It's heavy rock, but I love it. <laughs> like yeah. I usually am not like a super heavy metal type person, but him, like, it's just different. Like, he has a different twang to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yep. I, I love him. He's he's fantastic. And Eric Church, he's he's great too. My yes. parents took me to see him years ago. Like, he was actually... I credit him and Kenny Chesney as being the, the the artists that convinced me that country was a legitimate genre. Because at the time, yeah. back in high school, I thought country was trash. I, I, oh, I was like, this, sure. this music is dumb. All they do is sing about sunshine and beer. beaches and beer and women. <laughs> and yep. that's, that's all it is. But then my dad was like, we got tickets to Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Come. And I was like, okay. And it was... The lineup was amazing. Looking back, it was Eli Young band, Casey Musgraves. When she Mm. first came at came out. Yeah. Eric church and Kenny Chesney. And it changed my life. I love country to this day. It's fantastic.
1: I know. I've always, I've always loved country. I've always had a love for country. Um, But I didn't really start like listening, listening to it until I met my boyfriend. And he is like huge casual, like old time country yeah. too. And uh, he just told me to listen to the lyrics one day. And I was like, you know what? I guess I'm just not like a lyrics person. Yeah. I really just listen to the beats of things.
0: Me too. Yeah. If I'm, my head can bop to it, right. that's all I care about. That's
1: all I care about. And if I can't, I'm not listening. 100%. Yes. But he's like, listen to the storylines. And now when I listen to country music, I listen to the lyrics and Every single artist is just, their storylines are phenomenal. It's They're crazy. great
0: storytellers.
1: They are. I mean, that's a true artist right there.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to think about it. So many artists tell stories in their music, and yeah, they do sing about beer and sunshine and you know patriotism and, and all of those things, but there's a lot of really good well-told stories about their personal lives in there, too. Yep. So. For sure. No, I think that's
1: why you connect with them so much, too, because it's like, oh, wow, like, I'm listening to your story, and most of the time it's things that we can relate with. So that's the coolest part. I feel like
0: country artists are the most also just – I'm just completely guessing here, but they're the most – approachable of musicians. Yeah. Like if you, when you think about like in hip hop, you think about Jay-Z, mm-hmm. like you would, I would never have the balls to approach Jay-Z oh, if I he would. was, <laughs> if he, if he was out and about. But if I bumped into, I don't know, Jason Aldean in a bar, I'd be like, Hey Jason, love your music.
1: Right. Keep, right. Keep doing
0: it, man. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like country artists are they try to market themselves to the everyday person,
1: right? Right, and that's
0: what makes them seem like I could go and strike up a conversation with Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs, right. who Absolutely. are probably two of my favorite right now. I I didn't want to get sucked into the Morgan Wallen of it all, oh, but it yeah. happened.
1: It happened. It happened. It happened.
0: I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, he had a few songs over the years. I was mm-hmm. like other oh, bops. Yeah, oh, but yeah. <sighs> I'm sucked in.
1: Sunrise. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's I a can't. bop. Yep, that it new album he
0: put out. There's like 27 songs. I'm pretty sure 20 out of the 27 are bangers. Oh, absolutely! They're I'm, so good.
1: I can listen to every single one of them 20 times a day, and all no skips. Times. Nope, none at all. It's
0: it's it's perfect. It's phenomenal. So, back to back to back to you. <laughs> um, I
1: know we totally got on all total
0: things. tangent, but that's okay. Country music deserves it. Yes, I feel like it's still criminally underrated. Oh yeah, there's just hits.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm trying to convert all my friends. As time goes on, like, listen to more country. Yeah. Just do it. Find you an artist Mm -hmm. that gets you in the door, and then expand from there.
1: Well, because it's cool that all these country artists, like, some of them, I can't listen to. Like, it's that i can't do it i cannot do the like old time country
0: yeah you're not there yet
1: i'm not there i don't think i will ever be there you
0: you you gotta get there i'm not i don't know i'm not deep into old country but there's only a few artists that i can turn on like alan jackson is one of them
1: okay well he's
0: the goat of, of old country i think right um but there, yeah, there's a lot of artists that I turn on. I'm like, get this crap off right, of Right,
1: exactly. It's like, my ears are bleeding. Please stop. <laughs> but it's also like, there's a variety of country music. Like Hardy, he's a rock country. Like, it's just, and then you have your banjos and then you have your violins. And it's just all sorts of instruments. That's what's cool.
0: You know, I've been trying for the life of me to get into this Zach Bryan guy. That everybody's talking about. I love Zachary. I can't, I can't do it. Really? I, I don't know what it is. Look, he's so talented. He got arrested the other day. Did you see that?
1: No, I did not. He got
0: arrested for something and they leaked the inside the police car, like camera footage of him, like trying to get out of the arrest. I don't know Dang. what he did. Let me see what he did. We're yeah, I'm about curious now. <laughs> Unless it was fake news, but. Uh, it might be, that's fine. It very well might be. <laughs> Uh Zach Bryan. Just here to spread
1: all the fake news to you.
0: Here we go. Zach Bryan, this is from New York Times. This has to be real. Zach Bryan arrested after interfering with traffic stop in Oklahoma. His statement, it says, blah, blah, blah. He was briefly jailed in rural Oklahoma. Yeehaw. Uh he was charged with obstructing an officer misdemeanor. Uh, and then he tried to avoid the arrest. So that's what got him arrested. Whoa. Uh, trying to see if there's like a statement today. I had an incident with the Oklahoma highway patrol. Emotions got the best of me and I was out of line in the things I said. I support law enforcement as much as anyone can. I was just frustrated in the moment. So I think he's fine. He just was.
1: And I respect that post too, because I think a lot of people forget that we are human. And we have emotions like things happen. Yeah. Do I think that's right? Absolutely not. But when emotions are high and you're stressed and whatever, like things happen.
0: Yeah. It says, according to the uh, official documents, Zach Bryan was quote, clearly aggravated and very argumentative. And mm-hmm. uh, kept telling the cops, if you, if you don't let me go, this is going to be a mistake, sir. I promise this is going to be a mistake. I promise. Ooh. And then mm-hmm. in his statement, he said, it was very immature of me. I just pray everyone knows that I don't think I'm above the law. I was just being disrespectful and I shouldn't have been. It was my mistake. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> kind of sounds like you thought you were above the law, yeah. but you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sounds like it Do to better. Me.
1: That's the thing. is, mistakes happen, Just do better. Yeah. Do better. better. Yep. Do better.
0: Absolutely. It. So back to you. So you, um, you lived in the Smyrna area for a while. Um, and at some point, so let's go a little further back. So you went to Harrison, um, and apparently we worked at the same Kroger.
1: Which is so wild to me. I guess I quit right before you. I I swear to. Or you quit before I started. I don't know.
0: I swear to both Miranda and Mm -hmm. Jordan that I did not work there at the same time as you. I do not remember you at all.
1: Were you a bagger?
0: I was a cashier. You, we, I might have started right when you quit.
1: I when feel did like you quit? You did. <sighs> I have no idea. Because
0: I know um, I started in the fall of 2014. Because that's when I moved to Georgia. Okay, it was so
1: it had to have been a little, probably right at that time then. Unless we, we worked together at the same time. And I quit because I went to college. That's why I okay. There it is. I forgot about that. Okay,
0: we didn't work there at the same time. Yes, it was. It must have been maybe just weeks.
1: Yes, I really do because I was the first person to quit um, because I went to Valdosta State for a semester and then because I wanted to get away. I was like, I'm so done with Ackworth. Went to Valdosta State. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, did not go well. Um, realized real quick. If you are um, not a part of a sorority or a fraternity, you are nothing, mm. and there's nothing to do there either. Really, and I, looking back on it, I wish I would have joined a sorority just to you know get the experience, meet new people, but I'm just not the sorority type, so I decided not to, and. I got really homesick. I felt like I had nothing to do. And I was like, you know what? Nope. I think it's time to go back home. <laughs>
0: yeah? And that's what you did?
1: So I only lasted a semester. It was pretty bad. So
0: pretty then what did you do from there? I even last a whole
1: year. So you went, went to, back home. Went back home. Went to KSU. There
0: you go. Hootie who.
1: Yep. Hootie who. Changed my degree like four times, but it's fine. <laughs> what
0: did you finally get? Gra- what did you, what was the cycle of degrees?
1: <laughs> uh, started with physical therapy. Okay. Um, then I went to nursing, Okay. so still in the same realm, Yeah. you know, yep. um, did nursing at Valdas estate. Then I came back here, still wanted to do nursing. And then I took, um, human anatomy. Okay. Um, did great in the first one. Second one, we watched a bunch of surgeries and learning the different, it was the, um, the superior, inferior, all that stuff, I could not get it down. When I watched the surgery, I passed out, and I decided, okay, I can't do blood. Yeah. So how am I going to be a nurse? Yeah. This is not going to be a good fit, Katie. So I decided that I was going to go into marketing. So marketing became something I was super interested in, Ties into what I'm doing today, but something in me was like, I'm not trying to sit in a cubicle for the rest of my life. Sure. So then I had that whole thing. Yeah. And then I went to psychology. Okay. <laughs> because I just love, I love the human brain. I love learning about just how people think and why they think the way they do. Um, So I always had an interest in that. I love talking. So therapy was always like becoming a therapist was always something that I had on my mind. Um, But then something in me, I was like, I don't know. I wasn't going full force. So then I turned into teaching. (laughs) Oh, education,
0: education.
1: Education. I love, I love education. Um, I turned to education because, you know, I, I've always, my entire life, I always acted like the teacher in my friend group growing up. Like we always played school and I just, I thought I was the best teacher ever. Just learning, learning, Using the way that people learn how to think, so my love for psychology, mm-hmm. and tying that in with teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I know everybody thinks differently, so how can I create a way to make sure I'm teaching the correct things? So it was super cool to learn, especially kids, like how they learn how to think and learn. Um, so that was really interesting, and so I graduated with that. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that did not go very far.
0: Yeah. Let's talk, let's (laughs) talk about, so, so you taught for how long?
1: I taught for three years. Um, I did student teaching for a year, Mm -hmm. so really four years, but I guess I only got paid for three. Um, and I loved it. I really did. Um, I, my student teaching year was fourth grade and I loved fourth grade. I thought that's the grade I wanted to do. Well, looking for a job. There was no fourth grade positions that wanted me. So I, the one I got was fifth grade at the school that I was teaching at, which was Bernie. Bernie is a title one school, amazing school, amazing families, amazing kids. And just all around. I loved, it. Mm-hmm. um, and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. That was my first year of teaching. Yep. <laughs> um, that was a huge shock to be honest, because it was, everything was being thrown at me that year. Like being off on my own, I was cut off from the parents' payroll and starting a new career and living on my own. It was like, Whoa, what is happening?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So a lot going on and then COVID happened and you have kids that have behaviors in your class and just all these things that you don't think of. Um, So, then halfway through the year, when we got shut down, I was like, wow, this is great. I could do this all the time. At the time, I thought that was great because I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Then uh, for the rest of the year, it was like, it sucked. I didn't see my kids at all because yeah. they didn't have laptops. Mm. They they can't afford laptops. Yeah. So they didn't put in account my kids when they were coming up with this shutdown situation. Yeah. Um, So that was really sad for me. So Um, what happened
0: then? Like if if you can't, if if they're assuming that families, they just assumed that everybody would have access to something that had a camera mm -hmm. so that they could do online school. So whatever happened for those who couldn't afford that?
1: Sad part is um, nothing happened and I never saw them again. I still, to this day, I never got to say goodbye. I never got to talk to them. Damn. Nothing. Because most of them, I had a lot of sad stories my first year of teaching. yeah. Um, one in particular, Brianna, super sweet kid. I She will always have a place in my heart. She gave me a run for my money. I'll tell you that. But it was her. She was raised by her grandparents. They didn't have enough money. She was always left alone. So for her, she, she didn't care. She was going off doing her own thing, hanging out with friends, and that's what most of them did. If their parents were at work, which most of them were still working while the schools were shut down at that time, while everybody else was trying to figure out, so nobody, no parents were around. And so they were just doing whatever they wanted to. I saw maybe three kids, three kids, and those were the ones that had laptops. Those were the ones that, you know, had a good, really good, supportive family life, and it was really sad.
0: So you taught, like, three kids?
1: I taught three kids.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And it was only for an hour.
0: A day? A day,
1: yeah. All we had to do was get on... And we said, hey, these are your assignments. Do you have any questions? They would ask questions. Most of the time, honestly, they just wanted to talk. They just wanted to talk. And so I would just talk to them. We, would, we wouldn't even talk about school. I was like, we need to focus on how you're feeling. Like, how are you guys feeling?
0: There's that therapist coming out.
1: I know, right? And it's, they were miserable. They were like, Damn. we want to come to school. And I'm like, I know you do. I know, and it breaks my heart (laughs) because it was so sad just, like, seeing them and how upset they were. Um, But they left school, and you could see that because they came online, and the ones that did love school that didn't have a laptop, that broke my heart. Yeah. Because—
0: So what, those kids just don't get to learn then?
1: They just don't get to learn. So we wonder why (laughs) education is where it is today— Half of these kids, probably more than half of these kids, did not finish a full year of school. Mm -hmm. They ended in March, and they lost so much instruction. Yeah, And then, fast forward to the next year, that was...
0: Was it the hybrid year?
1: It was the hybrid year. God, whew. Talk about, I thought my first year was tough. No, the second year was even worse because of hybrid. Because it all started off with everyone online. You still had pe- still had kids. Parents went to work. They didn't care enough to show up online. Yeah. So that was always tough. Then you have people that come back into school. So I had nine kids in person. And then I had... 13 or 14 online. Wow. Um, So I was having to go back and forth, back and forth all day long.
0: That's a big class too. It's a big
1: class. Big class. Um, And it switched every quarter. That was the fun part. Yeah, it was great. It was like, okay, yeah, if you want to go to school this quarter, you can go back home this quarter. And it's like, no, we're not doing all this.
0: Dang.
1: It was hard for teachers. Like that was the hardest time i've ever just experienced in a career
0: right <laughs> so it's yeah so what year did you graduate from ksu because Catherine's first year teaching was also that covid year
1: 2019 I, I don't
0: know if she graduated 2018 or 2019 you guys might have graduated at the same time from this from ksu oh, with, oh my gosh. in education
1: that is wild. We've
0: literally been tiptoeing around each
1: other. I know, for, really though, for,
0: for years. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I remember her working remote in my apartment at Rockledge. She would just come over because she didn't have to be at home. She could, and I was working remote at the time, so she just would tune into her online yep. thing and teach her kids for however long she did, and she would just hang out the rest of the day. Oh yeah, what a weird time!
1: Such a weird time, like trying to teach through a screen. When you're supposed to, when the standards say to use manipulatives, which are what we used back in the day of like cubes and yeah. How coins do you do that? and they're called manipulatives now.
0: Manipulatives.
1: <laughs> Such a fancy word, but it's all in the standards. So it's like they didn't learn the standards. Uh,
0: and now yeah. you're having these kids like Catherine was telling me uh, the past couple of years, years, you can see the COVID kids. Coming into like, she teaches second, so she doesn't see them when they're too old. But like, even at seven years old, they're showing signs of, they don't know how to interact with each other because they haven't had to up until this point. They've all been either remote or hybrid or Mm
1: -hmm. something in
0: between, or they didn't have access to the technology, so they just didn't go to school. Yep. That's, that's crazy to me. Imagine not having a laptop, so therefore you didn't have to go to school or you couldn't go to school.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the parents that did not, well, not even the parents, everyone was not allowed to see each other. So you couldn't see your friends. The saddest part was seeing when everyone came back to school. So that was my third year. And that's the year that I was like, all right, this was a great, my third year was the best year I've ever had. But I was like, I hate teaching. I am done with this career. So I'm going to go out with a good (laughs) year.
0: Do you think you almost, do you almost think that your teaching experience was ruined because of COVID? Do you think you would have gotten out of teaching as fast as you did if COVID had not happened?
1: I don't think that I would have gotten out as fast. Um, Do I think I would have quit teaching? Yes, I still would. Like I still, I'm trying to think about what I say because I yeah. don't want um, <laughs> sure. to get in trouble yeah. about things. Yeah, but people don't realize what goes on behind scenes. Mm-hmm. They really don't. It is sad. And education is not about kids. It's not. It's not for the kids. It is not about them. We don't care about kids. Is essentially what it comes off as. And that's not why I went into teaching. Yeah, I went into teaching to make a difference in these kids' lives. And when I realized I wasn't making a difference anymore, I'm not I'm not going to waste my time and energy on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. That's unfortunate.
1: It really is because talking to all the new teachers that I went in with, so there was about 10 of us, and only two are left. Wow. In the profession, not the school. Wow. The profession.
0: I know, I don't know how many teachers just from people I follow from high school, from, from college, from, you know, meeting from whoever that have left education after oh, just yeah. not even five years, mm-hmm. not even three years, some of them.
1: Yeah. And it's sad because, I mean, a big thing for me too was administration. I mean, administration is a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, yeah, it's administration and how they portray everything. But it comes from a higher up. And they're just relaying that to us. Now how they want to handle it, that's on them. But that's when I realized, yeah, educate um, administration plays a big part. But it's also the bigger part of it. Like the superintendent and the county and the nation yeah. as a whole. Like nobody knows or cares enough to sit down. And think about what these kids need. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. But there's my spiel for the day.
0: Well, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so going back to, before we talk about what you're doing now, going back to mutual friends. So you worked at Kroger and you knew Miranda, obviously, then because mm-hmm. she worked at Kroger. You knew Jordan because he worked at Kroger. Um, how did you meet um, Chamberlain?
1: Chamberlain. I met Chamberlain through Lauren. Yeah,
0: Braun. Braun. Yep. Yes.
1: I'm. Did I meet her? Yeah, I think I did.
0: Where did you meet Lauren?
1: Lauren, we're about to connect the dots. I know Lauren. I met. Well, maybe I knew Chamberlain before Lauren. I met Lauren through um, an ex-boyfriend. Okay. Um, and we just hit it off one day. Yeah. And we became best friends. Really? Oh, yeah. Best friends. Um, Still love her to death. Like, just saw her last weekend, actually. I
0: haven't seen her or Sean or anyone in that whole yeah. realm in years.
1: Oh, it's crazy. I mean, she has a baby now. Yeah. Like, seeing her as a mom is the coolest freaking really? thing now. Like, just seeing your friends. Yeah. Being moms. It's like, Wow. Yeah. Like, we're finally at that stage of life. It's cool.
0: Yeah, it, it is really cool. Yeah. I always enjoyed my time being around them. That was a group. So I knew them because Jordan quit Kroger and went to work at Rafferty's. Mm-hmm. You remember where Rafferty's was I off sure Bear Parkway? Do. Now it's some Mexican restaurant, I Zoma, think. Zama,
1: I think. Have you yeah. been? I haven't.
0: I heard it's not good.
1: But I just miss my uh, baked potato soup and mushrooms. I soup miss Rafferty's. From Rafferty's so much. Oh, and that, um, what's the salad dressing? The honey yeah. mustard with the ooh. I know what you're talking about. So good.
0: I miss that place. And now the only Rafferty's I think to my knowledge is in Athens. Athens.
1: Yep. Yep. That's the only one I, I think. Unfortunate. Yep. I know. It really is so good. But yeah, I think I met Chamberlain through Lauren. I'm almost positive. And uh, Chamberlain and I were super close. But then obviously, Chamberlain, I miss you. She moved. moved. Far away. Far away. I know. She
0: hits me up every time she's in town, and and when I see the text come through, I'm like, oh, goodness, Chamberlain. Right. And <laughs> But every single time she comes, I'm either out of town or I'm doing something that I can't get out of, and I feel bad because she still texts. So yeah. if you hear this, Chamberlain, I'm sorry. We miss um, you. We miss you um, because she's Got a back. ton of fun. She's the life of the party. But-, yes. um, but I just, yeah. And I met her because she also worked at Rafferty's. And the, I always heard everybody talking about Katie Runyon, Katie Runyon, Katie Runyon. I was like, who's Katie Runyon? I've never met this woman. I don't even know who she, what she looks like. Uh, and, if, and Jordan would always be like, you worked with her at Kroger. And I was always like, no, I didn't. I have no idea who this girl is. And then boom, full circle. Yep. Here we are.
1: I know. it's cra- It really is crazy how small this world is. It truly is. Like, Insane, and not even things that, like someone that you met forever ago, and then you like don't even think about it, and then you meet them again one day. Mm-hmm. It's like whoa, a full circle back around. Like here we are again. Yep,
0: hundred percent. It's crazy. It is crazy. And then through getting really close, me and Catherine have gotten really close with Miranda and her mm-hmm. husband Jordan. Yep. Uh, over the past couple of years, um, because we oddly enough. Uh, weren't super close at Kroger, but I considered her a friend when I w- went to work and I saw Miranda was working. Just like if I saw Jordan Burton working, I was like, Oh yep. sweet. Right. Jor- M- Jordan Miranda's gonna working. Great. Like today's going to be an okay <laughs> shift. Were you oh, a yeah. cashier also?
1: I was not. What were I you? Was a
0: bagger. You were a
1: bagger. Miranda See, now, and I started as baggers. Now I'm
0: confident I didn't work with you because I never yeah. knew you as a bagger. Yep. I don't think when I worked there, there were any girl baggers. It was all like high school boys really? from like okay, Harrison yeah. or Hillgrove or,
1: yeah.
0: or one of the two. But either way, Miranda and you were close, really close too. Oh, and yeah. when I was like, you knew Katie Runyon too? Who is this yes. Katie Runyon? But, um, <laughs> but now full circle getting, getting uh, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy.
1: It really is. I love Miranda. We used to have the best time together. Oh, my gosh. Her and I at Kroger. Yeah. We never got any work done. No. Or Jordan.
0: Meanwhile, yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Jordan's always always on snap i still have this picture actually
0: dude was addicted to snapchat
1: he, he used to be on it all the devil time. horns on me with a devil tail i was like wow, wow okay jordan,
0: check that out
1: right shout out
0: to you buddy yeah i love me some jordan
1: i know i don't get, I feel like
0: i don't see people as often as i should i'm like we said at the very beginning life is so busy and oh, people yeah. live like like him and uh, emily they live in smyrna and you know, I'm on the opposite side of the yeah. s- state, it feels like. Yeah. Like, I knew living in Cartersville, you know, because like you said before we walked in, when you said, oh, Cartersville, oh. Yeah. Like, people are always like, oh, you bought a house in Cartersville. Oh, out there.
1: Out like, there. Like, it's not that far. It's not. Especially yeah.
0: because, I don't know about your boyfriend, uh but actually you do, because you said what road he lives off yeah. of. but. We're kind of on the edge of Cartersville. Like mm-hmm. Ackworth is like ten minutes that way, so right. like not far from Ackworth. Yeah. So I'm it's not,
1: not like deep in no, Cartersville. We're not
0: deep like yeah. banjo plucking Cartersville. Oh, right, we're, right. We're not violin <laughs> Cartersville. We're 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 on the edge of Cartersville. People are like, "What's out there?" I'm like, I've,
1: everything, "Everything. Everything
0: except for a Costco or a Sam's. Um, yeah. They put one of those out here. I'll never have to go to Kennesaw it's again. Sold. Yep. Sold. But um." Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Full circle, small world. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But now here we are. Look at us now. I
1: know. Years later. I know. Um
0: so now you're doing something else.
1: I am. So
0: you left education and did you always have this plan, or did you leave education on a whim and say, I gotta get out of here. I don't wanna do another full year. Did how how did your leaving work? Did so, you have a plan?
1: I did have a plan. So two, after my second year of teaching, I actually, that's when I realized, okay, real estate was always a long-term goal for me. Um, I wanted, I was thinking maybe like in my forties, I'm like, you know, let me build up a database and build up a love for, you know, business and figure out marketing and things like that. And then I'll go for that. Um, so that was always a long-term goal, but then year two of teaching when I was so miserable, I was like, you know what? I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim and I'm just going to go full force in. Um, I did, uh, I played it out a little better because I wanted to make sure I had a buffer, I guess you could say. Um, so my third year of teaching, I had my license in real estate, and I was teaching. So I was doing both um, for my third year. So my third year of teaching was extremely hard because of all of that. Um, but where I am today, it was so worth it. Do I think I could have quit teaching and then jumped right into real estate and on a whim? Uh, I could have, um, but I don't think I would have been in the best place to do that um so i think starting a year and doing two job two careers at one time was difficult but it was a good starting point for me
0: yeah instead of just cutting one career off and beginning fresh brand new into another yep that could be stressful right especially if you sink and not swim yeah you will find yourself broke real fast right so. And I did.
1: I'll be honest. Like my first year of real estate, it was not the best at all because you're building up clientele, you're learning how to do things. And, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, oh crap, fall time comes, winter time comes and people really aren't buying and selling houses. You have to budget for that. You really do. And I didn't have any of that. And it was actually my two year mark uh, last Friday, so two years in real estate, and I'm in a completely different space. Really? So it's it's hard because it is commission based, and so you don't have salary where mm-hmm. it's a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. But it is something that is so rewarding. I like I could not imagine myself doing anything else right now. Really. I've never been this happy in my entire life. That's
0: fantastic.
1: And don't get me wrong, it I have bad days. Oh, <laughs> Real yeah. estate is not always rainbows and butterflies yeah. and you know, it's it's hard. It's running a business. And people don't realize that it's a business. Like I have my own LLC. I have my own marketing plan for my business and it is not easy mm-hmm. doing that by yourself because
0: you're wearing every hat.
1: Right. And that's why you get so broke in the beginning is because you're using all these, um, you using all your money to invest into your business and making sure that it just continues to grow and grow. And if it doesn't grow, that's when you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Luckily I'm swimming Good. <laughs> and you know, that pays back, but you have to put in the effort. Yeah. That's what, that's all it is.
0: You think that's where a lot of people, cause I was going to ask you this too. How, do you feel like any kind of pressure because, um, there are so many real estate agents, mm-hmm. like are, I'm sure part of it. And this goes into when you start your business and kind of figure out what your brand is, what your voice is, is why would people pick me? Right. There's 50 billion other real estate agents out there. Even when we were, Starting to look for a house, I posted a story like looking for houses or something and like six oh, people hit me up and they're like, if you need any help, let me know. And I was like, I would love to if I could, I'd love to use all of you. Right. I can't. I gotta right. pick one. And absolutely. it's it's a cutthroat business. It is. And do you do you struggle at all figuring out why why Katie? Why why am I picking Katie?
1: I don't. Um, I did at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I took things very personal. So when I saw a friend um, list their house with another agent or I saw someone buy a house with another agent, it was like, well, damn.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, you're almost salty about it. Yeah,
1: like it hurt. I was like, oh, okay. Like, am, am I not good enough? Like, that was my yeah. initial thought. Where I am today is so different because it's all mindset. I don't worry about anybody else. I don't worry about, I know there are hundreds of thousands of realtors in this world, but it's also extremely easy to get your real estate license. It's not that hard. So having the mindset of, I know what I do and I know I do a damn good job at what I do and just keeping that mindset of helping people and Building relationships, that's what my business is about. I'm not about it for the money. The money's great, don't get me wrong, but most agents that's what you hear is like they run after the money. And I'm not, I'm not about that. And I'm not worried about other agents. I'm worried about Katie Runyon. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about if my friends go with someone else anymore. I don't take that personally anymore because to me, you should be able to choose whoever you want to choose to work with. Mm-hmm. And if that means it's with someone else, does it hurt? Yeah, it freaking hurts. But am I going to dwell on that? No, because I just want the best for them. So that I come from a place of focusing on me and my business and not worrying about anybody else.
0: How has the last year and a half or so been Com- like compared to when you first started. I know you said it's just been two years, mm-hmm. but the housing market is crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy time. It is. But then do, do you think that if I could go through a time like this where it's where home prices are crazy and interest rates are going up and they're going down and they're going up and going down, like I could do anything at that point?
1: Oh, for sure. It's one of those things where you get in at a hard time and it, it sucks at the time, but then you look back, like right now, I'm looking back at just the past two years and I'm like, holy crap, how did I even make this? Yeah, Because it, it's insane about just everything going on and what people are saying and trying to make sure that when people hear the news, I don't think people understand that when you listen to the news, they're talking about the housing market As a whole, like nationally.
0: Not just in your area. Not
1: just in your area. So it's like constantly having to talk to people and let them know what's happening in your specific area and learning how to communicate that with clients. It's difficult. But looking back on it, I'm so thankful that I got in the time that I did because. Now all the rest of the times are gonna seem so much easier. Yeah, when the <laughs> or more not, going crazy. not easier, but more um, more steady and like that's volatile, right? Like just you know, not feeling like I'm completely crazy and I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's it's been a ride, but it's so worth it.
0: Are there any myths about the home buying process that so, that a lot of people think that you have to like? as soon as you start the process with them, like working with them, you're like, that's not true. That's something that everyone says that's not true. Is there one or two things that is really common misconception?
1: Yes. So actually, <laughs> this morning I was talking to a friend and I heard a myth. Um, 20% down. Yeah. 20% down. That is, that's the biggest myth that I can attest to is you don't need 20% down. And the past two years I've had the absolute honor to help 24 families get into a home and two of those two out of 24 put 20% down
0: we didn't have 20% down no I feel like nobody does especially today (laughs) 20% down is like (laughs) on average it's like $60,000 no one just has $60,000 laying around no you know when we were first beginning to start the process, my dad was like, well, you know, you probably could, if you had 20% down, then you might be able to get this kind of loan or that kind of loan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, dad, but I, I just don't think 20% is yeah. something that I can, uh, come up with right now. I'm not right. making six figures yet. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know if 20% is, uh, I could get 20% of a house that costs $80,000 maybe. Exactly.
1: But, there we go. But, yeah.
0: There's just, unless you want to live in an outhouse, there's no such thing as an $80,000 house right now. Right,
1: Absolutely. And you don't think about, you know, 20% down. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, okay, maybe you do have it laying around. Well, now you have to think about any repairs that you have to make when you go in the house. Because yeah, my job is to negotiate as many repairs and get you as many closing costs as possible, but they're not going to fix everything. So... You have to come in with additional money and you have your closing costs. So there's other costs that go into it. So 20% down is just absolutely a myth. 3%, 3 to 5% is really what you need to have.
0: I think we had seven, five, five to seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Cause, and then like, it's, it's all, I want to know if you feel this way. I'm sure you do. Older people. Not all old people do this, and not when I say old, I mean older than us, like forties, fifties, sixties. When you say like, oh, I, d- I didn't have twenty percent down, they're like, yeesh. Like they start right. judging immediately. Oh, absolutely. You're like, well, I'm sorry, bro, but houses <laughs> right. aren't a hundred thousand dollars anymore. Exactly. And and like i i was saying like cuz i think the interest rate we ended up getting was like 5%. Mhm.
1: Somebody Which was is like
0: awesome. someone right and i was like i think we got we got it a little on the higher end for the past couple of years and then someone will kick into well when i bought my house it was 17% and you almost want to be like <laughs> shut up i don't care i don't care yeah. 5% right now is is de- is pretty good. Yeah, The fact that interest rates were like 2% years ago is just pretty sure it's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that people are like, oh, don't buy a house until you can get that 2% rate.
1: It's not going to happen. That's
0: a fairy tale.
1: Well, let me backtrack. It will happen, but if it does happen again, that's not good. Yeah. That means we're going to be in another pandemic and we don't want that. No. Because look at where we are today with our economy. Not great.
0: It's not great.
1: So, you know, we're... I think we forget a lot about, you know, just looking at the whole of things. Yes, interest rates are pretty high from what they were. And house prices are high. There is no doubt about that. But a conversation I had with a client yesterday, um, brand new client, first time home buyer, I said, she really, really needs to get in a house because her lease is about to be up and she needs more space. And my biggest thing is don't focus on the interest rate. Don't focus on the purchase price. Focus on the monthly payment. That is what you are paying. You are not paying $200,000 for that house. You're not paying $400,000 for that house. You're never going to see that. Right. You're going to see the monthly payment. Yeah. So focus, I know interest rates suck right now. They do, Um, based on what we've seen. But actually, I know I'm going to be one of these people, uh, 17 interest rate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, here we go. Well, 7% is actually normal. Yeah. 7% is getting back on track. We're getting back on track. Will they go back down again? I think they will. I think they'll go back down maybe five, five and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll go any lower than that. And so it's, you know, just making sure people understand that it's not always about the interest rate. It's not always about the purchase price. It's about the monthly payment. And build, build equity and get in a house. Make a big investment. And then once you build, an up, e- build up and up equity, you can buy another house. Mm-hmm. So, Exactly. That's where it starts.
0: That's where it starts. You always hear people nowadays complaining like, oh my God, they're putting up another housing development. Do you see that as annoyance or do you see that as business? Like potential business.
1: So let me tell you something that I learned the other day. Um, It's actually really sad because we were talking to an economist that came into our office to tell us about the housing market, how it's going. And something I learned was we need... I think he said 3.2 million million more houses just to accommodate the population gap right now. So whenever I see a new housing development, it's like, yeah, we need that. (laughs) bad.
0: We do have too many people.
1: We have way too many people.
0: Even in just Cobb and Cherokee County, there's so many people. Oh yeah, and there's not enough space. Nope. You you see almost every other day more new more road construction because mm-hmm. they have to expand even just one lane country roads because there's too many people.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really sad to think about because just hearing that number, it's like where where are you going to
0: put where are we going to put all
1: this? We got to start so, moving to Mars. Well. Hmm. (laughs) everyone who listens to this, this will be my uh, spiel for the day.
0: Here it
1: goes. So great advice of Katie Runyon. Here it is. What's today? September 9th. September 9th. 2023. I, and I may be wrong about this, but I think the biggest, smartest investment you can make right now is buying land. Buying land. Because in a few years, Down the road, I'm telling you, people, builders are going to come to you. And they're going to be like, hey, I need that land. We need to build a new development. So they're going to be offering you a lot more than what you paid it for. That's true. So, you know, getting land, obviously, buying a house. But if you have a house, you're in a house, you already have that investment, buy land. Start buying land. It'll pay off
0: damn that's a good point because even this development that we're in right now it's a new townhome development it's it's it was just a side street Mm -hmm. It connected Tennessee street to the other side of Tennessee street yeah there's 40 homes in this neighborhood right they they can literally put a development anywhere 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 there's just a sliver of a side street
1: that's why you see uh, I was actually looking so every morning I look at stats for the market um i was looking at dallas today and the median home price right now is um it was three hundred sixty nine
0: thousand in dallas georgia in
1: dallas georgia um last year it was about i think it was 275 ish maybe uh or not last year maybe two years ago um and that just it shows you that Everybody talked about Dallas or nobody talks about Dallas, but everybody's talking about Dallas now because it's slowly moving into Dallas and they're growing Dallas because they have land. Mm -hmm. So all of these cities that you see, Rome and Adairsville and Winder and all of these cities are eventually going to be just as popular as where we are right now.
0: That's crazy. I mean we moved out here. I mean we of Catherine would have preferred that we stay in Kennesaw. Yeah. Because we lived in downtown Kennesaw, but rent for a one bedroom apartment was gonna it's be ridiculous. like twenty two hundred dollars. And I was yeah. like, that's that's more than what I pay for this house right now. hmm So So we had a couple friends that moved out here to Cartersville and they said, come out to Cartersville. It's A, home prices are cheaper, so mm-hmm. you'll get in. B, it'll be a great investment because the area will be up and coming just like Dallas, just like Adairsville, Rome, all of these places. So it'll be a great long-term investment. And yeah, it might be 30 minutes from Kennesaw or 30 minutes from Woodstock. That's fine. I drive 30 minutes now and I think it's nothing. If someone's like, oh, it's 30 minutes away. Right. Oh,
1: easy. I drive that every day. Every day. It's just sad to think about because people are, they're searching for more affordable housing and so it's migrating into Dallas and Cartersville where there are more affordable housing. But then it's like looking at that Dallas median price, 369,000 affordable housing in Dallas. That's not affordable <laughs> for a first time home buyer. Like, yes, it's affordable. If you, you know, have had a house before or whatever your job may be or what your situation is. But a first time home buyer, that is not a good average first price. And
0: that's the problem with the 20% down myth too, Mm -hmm. is like, Oh, we want you to have 20% of $370,000. What is that? Like that's like $90,000, $80,000. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: How do you expect? That's the problem with the economy just as a whole Mm -hmm. This is turning into a rant. Oh, yeah. How do they expect young families to save for a house, want to expand their family? Like, how do they expect young people to do it? I, I have such this I horrible <laughs> anger towards the older generation that's like, you kids don't know what it's like to work hard. All, that shit pisses me off so bad. Oh, yeah. Because I've got family members that do that, and they're like, well, you don't know what tough is, blah, blah. And I, and I just hold my tongue because they're my family members and I can't say anything to them or else my mom will call me and be like, you shouldn't be an asshole to your (laughs) uncle. But it's like, shut up. Yeah. It's it's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Things might not seem bad right now for you, but that's because you're 30 years into your career and you're making well into the six figures and you're not just starting out just like all of us are. Yep. And end of rant. I just it's get so pissy when old people tell young people that oh, yeah. the economy isn't as bad as you think it is.
1: Right. It, it so is. And you know, I, I think was life a lot harder back then. Yes, Probably. I do yeah. because they didn't have the amount of technology and resources that we have today, but it's a different, it's a different kind of yeah. difficult.
0: It's a, it's all relative to what you Where have you available are. to you at that yeah. time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, That's why I can't stand when somebody else tells another person like you don't have it hard. Right. I'm sorry. Do you know me? (laughs) Do you know what I'm going through? Oh, I didn't think you did. No. Yeah. It's people just have to do better. Like be more aware. Everybody is not on the same page as you. And that's okay. Life is okay. Everybody will get to a great place one day. Mm -hmm. Everybody will. If you put your mind to it, but it's your decision where you want to stay.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: <sighs> I know that was a lot.
0: And it's to fun. Talk and off. <laughs> no, I told that's you what I love we love. That's what we love. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you, so the this is going to be the second of this new batch of interviews that I'm doing. You're going to be the second episode. The first Woo-hoo. one, do you know Cody Estep?
1: I've heard the name. Okay.
0: I was going to say, I mean, you've, you've, you're kind of in the, kind of in that circle. So I was just going to say, so his was two and a half hours.
1: Damn. I
0: know. Did not expect it. (laughs) Did not expect that. We are probably not going to go that long, but, um, I do want to, uh, ask, um, so each one of my guests that I have, we talk about them, we talk about their life, whatever, and at the end, or, you know, towards the end of, of each interview, I ask them all a grouping of the same questions mm-hmm. just to kind of end every interview oh, uh, like on the same note. Yeah. And they're kind of rapid fire questions. They're more loosey-goosey questions. Oh, just gosh. They're like first date questions, essentially. <laughs> oh, I hate um, those. Oh, yeah. Total. F- <laughs> these Half That's of the these, worst. you'll be like, oh, God, these are total first date questions. But they're... Um, I love it. But but they're fun to ask. Yeah, um, so lay it on me. I'm gonna lay them on you. I know at the beginning you said that you don't watch a ton of movies, but what is your favorite movie?
1: What's my favorite movie? Um, I have to say, Bridesmaids.
0: That's a great movie. It's so good. We were talking about Bridesmaids last night because we watched last night uh, The Little Mermaid, the new I Little saw, Mermaid. I've seen it. It's on Disney it Plus good? now. Um, it is. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Um, and we were talking about it because Melissa McCarthy plays it's Ursula. So
1: funny.
0: And she, someone was like, "Oh my god, is that Melissa McCarthy?" I was like, "Yeah, she's come a long way from Bridesmaids, yeah. shitting in the sink."
1: Yes. Such oh a funny my gosh. movie. Such a funny movie. I mean, you literally cannot get any better than that.
0: No, it's, that's been
1: my favorite movie for probably fifteen years yeah. or however long it's been. It's, out. I don't know.
0: I don't even know. Do you ever, does anyone say like, oh yeah, that came out in 2012 and you would have been like, yeah, that was like a couple years ago. That was yep. 10 years ago.
1: I know. Well, I had a thing come up on my Facebook the other day, the Facebook memories yeah. and it was high school graduation <laughs> or something. And I'm like, holy cow. Well, that's you did almost you graduate 10 years. 2014? 2014. Yeah. It's almost 10 years. That's Some, crazy. Someone
0: was like, do you think they do high school reunions anymore? And I was like, I don't know my tenure is a few years away. And they're like, what year did you graduate? And I was like, 2014. They're like, dude, that's yeah, next year. Next year. <laughs> like, oh, I've been out of high school. <laughs> we were talking, do you ever think, you know, if you're at Kroger or if you're out and about and you see like a high schooler, do you think they look at us and think like, those are adults. Those are old people. Oh, Not old people, but. For
1: sure. You know. I'm telling you, even when I was teaching, my fifth graders, they would come, they thought I was like 35. <laughs> And I'm like, at the time, I was only, what was I? Like 20, 24?
0: 21. Yeah, it's like that. Something it's like, like that? Early 20s? No,
1: I am not Do 35. 35. Right? And at that time, it's like, I was so. Offended, like, oh my gosh, do I look that old? And now, when I get told that, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm close to like, it. I'm I act there.
0: 35. <laughs> I mean, I, right? I want to be in bed by like 9 30, 10 o'clock.
1: Exactly. That's the new bedtime routine 9 30, wake up at 4 30.
0: You wake mm-hmm. up at 4 30?
1: Not every day, but I've been trying to get better about it.
0: What do you do? Do you work out in the morning? Is I that do. what you do? Okay. So,
1: I've been starting a new routine of Waking up early, uh, working out, and then I usually start my business day about 6 o'clock. So I make handwritten notes to everyone that I've met, any birthdays that I have, um, just anyone that I'm thinking about, I write notes to. Um, Then I look at my tasks for the day, and I just get started with everything, hit the ground running.
0: That's fantastic. All of my most successful friends begin their days Before 6 a.m. You have to. And I'm like,
1: damn, I... There's not enough time in the day, and I cannot stress that enough. Back in the day, I was like, oh, my gosh, does this day ever end? Now I'm like, I could probably use, like, three more hours of the day. If there was
0: three more hours in between when you would get off of your regular 9 to 5... If there was an additional like chunk of time in between when you get home from work versus when you go to bed, Mm -hmm. that'd be so pristine.
1: And the funniest part is there is. (laughs) It's just a matter of if you want to use it or not. But I don't want to use it. I want to use that time to sleep. I need like three extra hours, just like squeezed in to productive time. Catherine
0: keeps telling me because she wakes up like asinine early to get to school. So, yeah. I mean, she's like, you should just start waking up with me when I wake. She wakes yes. up at like five. Mm-hmm. I'm like maybe I should start and do, like the little things because you know, like it, like it's tough to even just have time for Katie. Yeah. It's tough to have time for yourself. So if I wanted to sit and play video games for three hours, yeah. that's taking time away. From her or from, you know, right. a future family, whenever that happens mm-hmm. or time away from, you know, doing things to market the podcast. And, yeah. and I'm like, there's not enough time to do even just things for just myself. Right. So I almost feel like I should wake up at five o'clock in the morning and yeah. that be my Logan time. Yep. I don't know.
1: It's honestly amazing. I, I hated it at first. I was like, you know, what, this sucks. I'm so tired. I want to go back to bed. But around like two o'clock is when I really notice it. And you're like, oh, wow, this was, I'm so happy I got up that early because I got so much done today and I had to work out in the morning, like got that done. It's just, it feels, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel more productive. And then you get used to it and you don't even blink an eye.
0: That's awesome. I need to start doing that. I
1: guess that's when you go into adulthood. That's the life.
0: The recipe for success.
1: <laughs> the recipe for success.
0: All right. You're going to rank these three appetizers. Ooh. Uh, and they're all dips. Queso, salsa, and guac. Rank them all.
1: Okay. Um, Queso, number one. Duh.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Duh. You know, ask me like a couple months ago, I would have said salsa number two. But I'm on a really big kick of guacamole right now. Yeah? So, number two, guacamole, three, salsa. Okay. Yeah. Good.
0: All right. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but you get to listen to three musical artists for the rest of your life and nobody else. You get all of their existing catalog, plus anything they put out in the future. But only three.
1: Oh, I'm so bad at names. Um... (sighs) only three dang why is this so hard i really don't have like anyone that i hardy for sure okay he'll always be one number one the other two it's like i just listen to music yeah i don't listen to like one specific person
0: i feel like i'm horrible i listen to a playlist called faves Uh and it's just the same like 30 songs on rotation yeah. I feel like that. I'm disrespecting the rest of the 600 songs in my library.
1: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I really don't... I don't know. I can't really say a one for sure for the rest of my life. Hardy, always. Um, maybe like... Beyonce. You can never go wrong with Beyonce. Yeah. That's my dancing music right there. Yeah. gotta always had Beyonce. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's good. I really, yeah, that's, I've always been super weird about music and movies. I don't know movie names. Hardly. I don't know actor names. I don't know like artist names. I just listen. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. That's how I've always been.
0: No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, Let's picture you have a obligation-free Saturday. Mm-hmm. What is the ideal Saturday for Katie?
1: Oof. No work. Oh, my gosh. No work. That sounds amazing. Um, I would wake up. I would sit on my back porch, drink a cup of coffee or tea, whatever I'm feeling, and just probably have an hour just to myself. And then farmer's market always on Saturdays, so got to have the farmer's market, and then, depending on what time of year, summertime, I would definitely go to the pool, fall time, oh, we're going apple picking, we're going to wineries, I'm a huge winery and brewery person, so, um, winery, I don't even know how to say, is it, I yep, I know exactly. saying. yep,
0: yeah, that's a great place. <laughs> that's an awesome winery.
1: I know, I could see you. You were about to say that it's that's weird getting my, there.
0: You are like is. go through a neighborhood and you're like, am I going the right way?
1: Right. The first time I went, I was like, wait a minute, this is weird but kind of cool. I love that winery. Um, and then or Feigning Goat is a really good one I've too. Not been to that one? Um, North Georgia. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then brewery wise, I love da- Drowned Valley. Okay, so uh, good. That's a good one that I've been going to. Um, but also Dry County. I love um,
0: Dry County.
1: Love Dry County. That's that's my go-to. slushies to.
0: kill me anywhere I go, so whether it's Quailusie or Drowned or wherever. If they've got a slushy oh, of Inn. some kind, yeah. it's over. <laughs> we went to. My wife's cousin has a house up in uh, technically I think it's god what's Blairsville mm-hmm. um but it's kind of like Blue Ridgey area and we went to this winery and they had blue raspberry Ooh. wine slushies it was over that
1: sounds Game amazing over. Game that over. sounds amazing love a
0: good brewery i did my birthday party last year at a brewery at love Dry it. County no regrets no so regrets. much space just easy Oh, yeah. Because if you're like me, who can't pick a good, solid five friends to invite somewhere, they have to invite 30 people to any occasion. My bachelor party, 20 people were there.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I had
0: five (laughs) groomsmen, but 20 people were there.
1: I feel like that's how mine's going to be. For sure.
0: It was stupid, but... I was like, to my dad, my dad was my best man,
1: mm-hmm. and I was like, I, oh, I love kind of
0: want thanks. It was yeah. great. It was a great moment getting Honestly, to Honestly,
1: I've never heard anybody doing that. I it was that. It was
0: such a great move. Yeah. No regrets. My
1: well, best friend, it's like, easily. You don't have to think. Nobody's getting hurt about it or anything like that either. It's like, that's your go-to person. And you
0: know what's crazy too is, so I have a brother mm-hmm. as well, and typically... In the the guy world, you know, if you have a brother, your brother is your best man. Mm -hmm. And at first, when I was considering who it was going to be, I was like, I guess it should be my brother. And Catherine was like, no offense to my brother. But I was like, she was like, do you want it to be your brother, though? And I was like, I feel like my dad's just my guy. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. getting to ask him was just a super great and emotional moment. And. Yeah. If you're a crier like me, I love to cry. I love a love good it. emotional cry. love a good Tears cry. Tears of joy kind of guy. Love shit <laughs> like that. Um, so it was just a great moment and it was a good bonding experience. And, yeah. But I was like, Dad, I kind of want to invite everybody to yeah. my bachelor party. He was like, you can invite as many people as you want. The more people there, the, the less expensive it's going to be because everyone will split the cost.
1: That's so true. And I was like, So true. Let's run it. I mean, I think that's the important part is like, Whoever you ask to be your groomsmen or your bridesmaids, those are your go-to people, not just friends. I have so many friends, it's insane. It is. But are they my go-to people 24-7? Not all of them. Mm -hmm. You can't go to 50 million people all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think bachelor and bachelorette parties are fun for everyone. But then it's like... When you get intimate, those are your bridesmaids. Those are your groomsmen.
0: 100%. Those people are the the people i take a bullet for. Yeah, absolutely. Or yep. Um Yep. Cool. Next up, Spotify or Apple Music?
1: Oh, Spotify. I'll go back and forth, yeah. but I'm
0: an Apple boy.
1: I don't know. I I think I just haven't played around with Apple Music that much. I don't even Is it the same cost and stuff?
0: I don't even know if I'm being honest. I, I, I mean-
1: I know they have like family plans. That's kind of cool.
0: They do. And I'm still riding that train. So until I get the boot, okay. I am.
1: Well, that's why then. Hey, the truth okay. Comes listen, out. listen. So
0: I tried Spotify for probably nine months because yeah. she's always used Spotify. And my family has a whole family plan. They've offered to get her on there. She's like, no, I'm a Spotify girl. So she stays on that train. You know, I was like, you know what? We're going to do Spotify together. It's going to be our joint thing. We're going to mm-hmm. have a Spotify account. It's going to be great. And I like Spotify, but I'm just an Apple nerd. Yeah. I love Apple. I, oh, yeah. That, I, too. I I could find out that company supports something horrible, and I'm like, great. When's the next iPhone now?
1: <laughs> not a care in the world. Not a
0: care in the world. No. I'll buy your overpriced phones oh, and laptops well, yeah. to the day I die.
1: But they're not even overpriced. That's the thing. Like, right now, I'm looking for a new laptop. Yep. Because um, it's finally that time. So, I got a laptop when I went to college. Yeah. 2014. Oh, yeah. Got the MacBook Pro Apple. I was like, yes, I'm so cool. Whatever. Okay. I'm still using that same MacBook Pro. And it is 10 years. 10
0: years old. 10
1: years. And it works like a charm. Why am I about to buy something new? Because nothing that they make nowadays is like they do that. No, like they used to. No, not at all. But it's like Apple is expensive. But it lasts long. It's luxury. It's worth it. It's worth
0: it. The other day I saw this poll on like LinkedIn or something and it was like, what luxury brand do you support most? And and Apple was one of the questions. I was like, Apple is luxury, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You don't think of it that way. Like, I guess I've never thought about it that way either. But I guess it is. I love it. Yeah.
0: I'll support them to the day I die.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um. Let me think here. You said you don't know names very well, but are there any stand-up comedians that you find absolutely hilarious?
1: Um. Oh, shoot. Well, I always love Kevin Hart. Yeah? He's, he's so funny, but I wouldn't say he's the funniest. Yeah. We watched, um, Elliot and I watched the new comedy special on Netflix last night. Yeah, um, Shane...
0: I think I know who that is Maybe. yeah
1: yeah was uh, it funny it was really funny it was okay. really freaking funny so he's a good one that was the first time I've ever seen him
0: okay
1: Um. but other than that nothing like pops into my head well, good. I feel like I listen to or watch on Netflix Um, mm-hmm. who's that oh he is actually really funny he's bald
0: Tom Segura
1: him yeah <laughs> you knew exactly I what love, i, I about. love
0: tom segura so yes. much Yes.
1: see i don't know names but i know what they look like
0: that's the thing and about me hilarious. too i'm such a movie nerd that you can be like oh that actress she was in that movie from 2012 and i'd be like oh it was emma stone
1: <laughs> yeah good for you i can't do that yeah, it's it's no nope.
0: back in high school my dad would be like if you could memorize your schoolwork as well as you memorize <laughs> those song lyrics
1: <laughs> what's well, things that you're interested in That's all it is? I don't care
0: about biology, dad. Right. I'd rather memorize uh, (laughs) Look at Me Now by Chris Brown. Right. Um, What does success look like to you?
1: What does success look like to me? Ooh. Success to me is, you know, waking up with my husband and family one day and making sure I can support them and support myself and loving my job. I think success starts with in yourself, but it bleeds a lot into your career too. I mean, I think a lot of people align success with career, but Mm -hmm. I don't always think that's the case. I agree. I think success is really within yourself. You are where you want to be. Like you've worked on yourself Um, to get to a point where you can hear other perspectives. You have an open mind. You know what it takes to be a good person. Um, And then, you know, family comes with that. Like, family is another part of success. It's like, what have you provided for them? And I think that plays a huge role. And then it's career. And then it's, you know, how far you want to go with your career and how hard you're willing to work. So... I think more success is more defined of who you are as a person and your family and your friends rather than your career. Oh, yeah. I mean, you need money. Don't of get course. me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's what defines success. I agree.
0: Um, what is your coffee order?
1: Ooh, so I don't hardly ever drink coffee anymore. But when I do, iced caramel macchiato has to be ice I don't like hot things because I am a very hot natured person yeah um and i don't I don't do well with hot things
0: okay good deal <laughs> what is your biggest fear
1: biggest fear could be
0: physical or
1: uh i the only thing that comes to mind is tight spaces okay. i and that goes like mentally and physically okay. um feeling like you're trapped almost like that's just that's always been my biggest fear yeah trapped in situations trapped in a small space yep being stagnant oh yeah i hate that i can't it's Mm
0: -hmm. an anxiety yeah oh it creep creeping in
1: yeah nope see ya
0: (laughs) bye um there's a lot of chatter in the news lately about aliens and stuff. Do you believe in aliens?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, a part of me wants to, mm-hmm. but then a part of me is like, I don't know. I feel like I lean more towards yes. Okay. Then No. But I still, I need to see more. Right. I'm one of those where, like, you have to prove stuff I know.
0: to me. I agree. Like, I, I need, need... to see the evidence. I
1: need evidence.
0: Grainy videos on YouTube isn't enough right. for me.
1: And the thing is, too, technology that we have nowadays, you don't know if it's real right. or if it's fake. So I'm just a very evidence-based person. You gotta so see one
0: in front of you to believe it.
1: I have to see
0: I'd have to see it in a cage or something. But
1: the whole the whole, like conspiracy around it I could see it yeah but I I still like am not gonna fully believe it until I see it myself
0: do you believe in ghosts
1: oh absolutely hell yeah yeah a hundred percent I actually uh I uh, maybe have you experienced crazy. some stuff uh, I definitely have I have as well I totally have at my old house in Ackworth um crazy stuff happened all The time really, oh, yeah. Um, I still say something funny about me that probably nobody knows because nobody sees me sleep except for Elliot, yeah. Um, is I cover my ear when I sleep because, or I, yeah, I cover both ears, so I usually sleep on my side, so I cover my ear,
0: okay. Um,
1: I do that because way back in the day. I, was, I had to have been super young because I really don't remember the age that I was. But all I remember is waking up in the middle of the night. I was feeling really uneasy and I went back to bed and five seconds later, something was in my ear and went, psst. And ever since then, oh my I god, I have been scarred and I will not sleep without something covering my ear. it's the weirdest thing. I I know. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. We're moving. Right. I know. Well, and then it's like a few years later I was, this is, there's so many things that happened, but these were the two biggest. Um, the last big thing that happened for me was I was, it was right before high school. I was getting ready. My brother was in college. So I was the only one at home. Um sitting at the kitchen table. I didn't have the TV on or anything. At my old house, there was a computer room right above the kitchen table. okay. And every time someone stepped in that computer room, you knew because the floor squeaked. yeah. And uh, so i was sitting there eating breakfast one day, about to leave, and I hear the floor squeak up there. And I'm like, mm, that's a little on, yeah, but no whatever. On. like yeah. things happen, like noises happen. Hmm. this is where it gets creepy probably a minute later i hear footsteps coming down the stairs and i am not kidding you i looked around <laughs> to see what i could grab and we had a wine rack behind us or behind me and i grabbed a bottle of wine yeah and i was like you can do this you can do this yep. i like snuck around the corner because i literally thought somebody someone was, was there. in the house yeah there was nobody on that oh staircase. My God. Nobody on that staircase. So that was, um, I ran out of the house after that. And <laughs> I was like, nope, can't do it. So mm. crazy times, crazy times. Crazy but, times. So I definitely believe they exist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Goodness gracious. Yep. And then the last question I have for you is, uh, what's next
1: for you? Oh, what's next in life? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I just want to continue working on my business, working on me as a person, um, and building my relationship with Elliot and seeing where things go. So just enjoying life. I'm tired of, um, focusing on the negative things and not the positive things and staying in the moment. I feel like that kind of ties back to what we were talking about with all the phones and stuff earlier. Mm -hmm. It's like making sure that I'm present in that moment and making sure I'm enjoying all the times and experiences that I have instead of focusing so much on my phone or work. Like I'm making those boundaries for myself. So it's just continuing to build myself. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Katie.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This was so fun. Yes. Finally got to connect the dots. Yes. And now we know.
1: I know. It's crazy.
0: It is. Crazy.
1: crazy. If there's
0: anything you want to elevator pitch or anything to the people out there, or if you want to plug social media or anything like that, now's your chance to do so. If you just don't want to do that.
1: I mean, if you guys want to follow me on my realtor page, it's Katie underscore Runyon. Um, But yeah, if you ever need advice on real estate, not even if you're looking to buy or sell right at this time, just looking to see what it takes to get started to invest in a house or what it takes to sell a house, um, definitely reach out. Reaching out, I think some people get a little freaked out when they reach out to a realtor because it's like, oh gosh, now she wants me, now she wants my money, now she wants whatever. It's like, nope. I'm here to have a conversation. So any questions, you don't have to work with me in the future if you choose not to. That's okay. I mean, I hope you do. But if you don't, that's okay. If you just want to talk, uh, work through options, I'm willing to do that. So anybody that needs me, I'm here.
0: Sounds great. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening to the conversation with, uh, with Katie and...